also known as the King of the Wild Frontier. I was born on August 17, 1786 near Limestone, Tennessee. My parents are John and Rebecca Crockett. I have five brothers and three sisters. My father opened a tavern in 1794 after his small mill was washed away by a flood. At the age of eight years old, I used to sit up listening to travelers telling tall tales in my dad's tavern. These stories stuck with me for the rest of my life. My father never gave up and was a hard worker. Not only did I learn to be a good storyteller at a young age, but I also learned to be a hard worker just like my father. At the age of 12 years old, I was sent away to work with a man named John Silver. He paid me $5 for tending to his cattle during the long journey to his farm in Virginia. Silver kept me for five whole weeks before a friendly teamster helped me escape back home. At, at the age of 13, my dad finally sent me to school. I didn't like school at all. It just was not for me. I knew this by the first week of school. I would hide out in the woods during school hours and even got into f into a fight with the bully. My father found out about the fight. As soon as my father picked up the hickory stick, I knew I was going to get a I knew I was going to get a whooping. So I ran as fast as I could and did not look back. When I when I returned home after three years, I quickly started working to help my father pay off his debt. And it took me almost a year to help my father settle a $76 debt. Later in my life as an adult, I had a crush on Amy Summer, John Kennedy's niece. My heart fluttered like a duck in a pond whenever I saw her. However, she was already engaged. This did not discourage me, but made me realize I needed to be better educated to get girls. I went back to school and could read a little and do math. I was good looking. I was five feet tall, five, five, ten inches tall with brown hair, blue eyes, and the girls loved my sense of humor. In 1805, I was going to marry Margaret Elder, but at the last minute, she changed her mind and left me with no warning. I was certain I would never find another girl to love. Nine months later, I met a pretty red-haired girl at a country dance. Her name was Polly Finley. We married in 1806 and started a family soon after. My son, John Wesley Crockett, was born July 10, 1807. William Finley Crockett was born November 25, 1808. And my daughter, Margaret Finley Crockett, was born November 25, 1812. In August 1813, I heard news of a massacre killing over 500 men. Men, women, and children made me very upset. I felt I had to do something to help, so I enlisted in a 90-day Tennessee Mountain Militia who were trying to stop the Red Stick Men. My wife, Polly fin 
Polly argued me not to go and leave her alone with our kids, but I did. I was paid $65.59 for my service. In September 1814, I enlisted again to, to help fight against the British. Once again, I ignored Polly's plea not to leave her because she this time it was going to be a six-month tour of duty. I served under an Andrew Jackson, war hero and future president. He knew my name and praised me for keeping the camp alive with my wit sense of humor. In February 1815, me, my wife was sick, so I returned home because she was dying. She passed away in in March 1815. My heart felt like it was going to break when she passed away. The army called me back to duty, but I couldn't leave my kids when their mother had just died, so I had to pa- pay someone to take my spot in the army. I needed to find another wife and mother for my children. A widow by the name of Elizabeth Patton caught my eye. When her husband passed away, she was left with two kids, $800, and a 200-acre farm. We married in summer of 1815, marrying her with with the 200-acre farm gave me the option to be able to serve in the state legislature. In 1815, the men of Franklin County elected me lieutenant of the militia. In the fall of 1818, I, I added public service to my long list of work. I would perform marriages and sentence thieves to be whipped. Next, the men of the 57th Re- Regiment of Militia elected me as their commander. I I took great pride in being called Colonel Crockett. In 1821, I launched a campaign for the state legislature. I did not pretend to know much about politics, but I could tell good stories and make people laugh. This helped me win. In September, I quickly spoke up for the rights of poor farmers. Many were in danger of losing their farms. Warrant holders could file for a piece of a farm, and the farmers would have to leave with with no questions asked. Fortunately, I was able to slow down this process, but I could not stop it completely. I was not going to run for a second term, but I took it to... when I read an article in the newspaper that said I could I should run for a second term I told my wife I'm going out to hunt for voters not skin not for skins animals during the campaign I would ask my opponent to go first then when it was my turn my turn to speak I would give the same speech word for word This trick would leave my opponent speechless. I also like to describe my hunting skirt to woo voters. 
the non-existing shirt became part of my growing legend. The voters gave me an easy win. I, f I fought to reduce taxes and improve waterways. I worked very hard but often got bored during debates so my thoughts would wander off. When my second term ended, October 1824, I was thinking of running for Congress. In 1825, I thought my I could beat Adam Alexander. I campaigned with empty pockets while Adam Alexander had money. Legend says I, tr I traded raccoon skins for drinks. When the crowd asked for more drinks, I stole the raccoon skin back and then sold it back ten times. I lost my election. I lost the election in 1827. I I made a second run for Congress once again. Adam Alexander was the main man to beat. Lies were being told about me and and became mean mean things were said. At, however, this did not stop me. I fought back with words and beat Adam Alexander. I was on my way to Congress in October 1827. I became ill with fever. I was in bed for months, but I worked hard to pass the Tennessee vacant land bill. Meanwhile, my my ideas kept being pushed off to the side. I went to speak to sworn to sworn in President Andrew Jackson. After I returned home, many people were pleased with my dedication to get the bills passed. In August 1829, the voters voted me in for a second term. I still fought very hard to get the, get the bill passed, but had no luck. I always fought for what I thought was right, the right thing to do, like honor, promises, and treat ever one equally whenever they were farm workers poor or wealthy I was given a third term in office but didn't continue for the fourth term in February 6 1836 I was the leader of the Crockett men I had about 16 or more loyal men who were who set out with me to help Texas gain its freedom from Mexico. We reached San Antonio, Texas at the Alamo, where we fought for 13 long, bloody days. During this standoff, I argued, I urged everyone to fight, and this is where I died in a, died a hero. If I had a chance, I wouldn't have changed a thing I had an exciting life.